draft picks, who we think we should take in each pick. We talk about the defensive needs and the defensive free agents. And we talk about Jerry Jones' scam to up the attendance at the Super Bowl. This is much more live there. Josh John! Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to Harry Hog, episode 242, in which... We pick the defensive needs for the season. There you go. I've spent my week this week in the land of the black and gold rather than the burgundy and gold. Dude, you're always spending your time in the black and gold. I'm starting to think you're a black and gold fan. No, it's just just where my projects are. Although I got to say the Superdome is actually looking really nice. They've They've done a nice job on the outside of it and they're working on the inside of it right now. Hey, Josh. Since you spent yeah. your time in the black and gold land of New Orleans, give us a weather report there after the uh, Seahawks lost. Or Seahawks oh, beat it was them. like the real weather report? Yesterday was the first day I was able to – I've ever seen my breath in New Orleans. No, 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 no. extremely no. cold. Not a real weather report, a fair weather report <laughs> of the fans there following the Seahawks uh, debacle. I mean, how many jerseys lost? The, the weather report is I think they've got high hopes for next season. No, I mean, how many jerseys did you see there compared to, like, you know, when they win? I saw just as many jerseys in New Orleans as I typically see. Jerseys and hats and shirts. I think in New Orleans, they seem to be a fan base that just doesn't care. Well, I mean, they care, obviously, but they're, you know, they're going to support. They've supported their team for decades when they suck. So I think most of the Fairweathers are people that don't live in New Orleans. Yeah, yes. Dude, they. They stick the uh, they stick the Saints Fleur de Lee stickers on everything. Like you can't even walk down the street without seeing it somewhere. You can't now walk up down the street without tripping over a, a Drew dog a dog with a Drew jersey on. I, I like summer <laughs> breeze right, personally. Even the even the squirrels have like little jerseys. <laughs> Did you see summer breeze while you were down there? Uh, um, no. Somebody had some, like, uh, when they had a freeze warning on the bushes outside of their house, they actually put Reggie Bush jerseys on the bushes. Uh, okay. <laughs> to protect them from the freeze warning. Nice. Uh, that's some serious he's be a fandom. Free agent this year, by the way. He's what? He's going to be a free agent this year, by the way. Interesting. We don't yeah. need him. All I'd right. Be, I'd be surprised if he Are stays sure? in New Orleans, but we'll see. Um, all right. <laughs> But that's well, a debate for be, another day. That's a debate for another day. So welcome back, Josh. Mm, yeah, yes, well, welcome back. And um, we'd like to give our thanks to our benevolent sponsor, David Lee. Legal David services. Legal services. Um, yes, thank you. And David Lee, we actually have this week David Lee's Redskins Law Report that we're going to bring to you in just a few minutes. <laughs> um, that's right. 
we'll throw that in there. So, uh, so dudes, coming up this weekend here, we've got the uh, the Packers and the Bears playing for the NFC Championship. The Bears. The Bears and the Packers. I just want to point the, out that even though Bears. we went six and ten this year, we beat both the teams. Whichever team wins, we beat them. So whichever team from the NFC goes to the Super Bowl, we have already beaten this year. And therefore, by that logic, we are the best team in the NFC. And by this logic, dude, if the Jets go to the Super Bowl, we beat them in the third preseason game, which everyone knows is the one that everyone plays. That's the one that counts. That's right. Therefore, we will be Super Bowl... (laughs) 45 or whatever it is champions by that reasoning sweet by the real reason we're contenders now (laughs) i think you guys are stretching it a bit i don't know what you're talking about hey dude (laughs) hey we can look on the bright side of anything and we're not even on the bright side we're not even sales that sounds like something that sounds like something vinnie serrano used to would have told uh the danny every day well, no, that's the, <laughs> dude. That's the thing that's so annoying about the Redskins is we beat all these teams that, um, you know, on paper we should lose, and then we lose all the easy games, supposedly, like to the Rams, the Lions, the Rams, who are playing again next year. I hope they move to L.A. The fans in St. Louis are ignorant football fans. These guys only like baseball there. In any event, speaking of positive news, dude, another thing that is actually true completely that come that's coming out of this game between the Packers and the Bears is that one of those teams is going to the Super Bowl therefore one of the two starting NFC linebackers will not be in the Pro Bowl therefore Brian Arakpo is going to be going to his second Pro Bowl in his two years as a professional football player that's pretty awesome no matter what he deserved it anyway dude but so did that Clay Matthews guy who was the guy from the Bears they got it. It's got to be Erlocker. Oh, come on, dude. Anyway, did you see the article about Arakpo when they were talking to him about going to the Pro Bowl and about the holding and all that junk? Did you see it? Anyone? I did not no. see it. Man, I got to try to pull that up. All right. I'll try to pull it up during the podcast, but we'll keep talking about other stuff. But basically, some kind of quote. You told me the quote about it, Aaron. It was something like, basically, Arakpo was like, I'd like to thank everyone who held me throughout the year. No, he was basically like, they were talking to him about switching over to the 3-4, and he said he had to get adjusted and stuff like that, and he's got an adjustment, but he needs to find a way to better himself to find a secondary move to get those guys' hands off of him so that he won't have to rely on holding calls. In other words... They never called holding, and I got held like a million times. Right. So he basically put it on himself. He's like, I'm going to have to figure out a way to get those guys' hands off my of me without the holding call since they won't call holding. <laughs> Most held uh, player in the NFL this year. I was thinking they could mount like a beacon on top of his helmet and have like these pressure-sensitive um, pads built into his uniform under his jersey. So when he's being held, like squeezed by the hand, the beacon lights up to alert the referees, you know, that he's being held. What do you guys think? That could be like a that could be a new thing, kind of like uh, remember when they first started putting um, putting audio in the helmets, 
It's going to be a whole new addition to the helmet. If that was the case and they were playing the Cowboys with, um, what's his face? Alex Barron. <laughs> it would be like, here's the Cowboys, first in 90. <laughs> <laughs> And, and like, you know, it could be like these built-in LEDs into the helmet, and they could just line up and, like, swirl around in different colors and stuff. I'm being held. Holding. Yeah, you know what he also needs? He needs a little bit of help on the other side of the uh, defensive line where he's pass rushing. Because, unfortunately, in the 3-4, Andre Carter just wasn't, uh, he just wasn't clicking. Well, not only on the other side, but in the middle, Haynesworth. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the whole thing in the middle. So, I mean... I, I joke about this, but, you know, remember in tennis when, like, John McEnroe came up with that system of if the ball hits the line, they put in all these electronic systems to sense that? Yeah, but that's a little bit easier to do because it's a fixed plane. Josh. That's true. Okay. It's not a, a moving player. But I understand where you're going with that. I think the technology might be there. Yeah, I think you might be right. Anyway. All right. Um, what was I saying? Oh. Well, congratulations to Arakpo for making a second Pro Bowl. Yeah, the the official word will come out after the uh, NFC Championship game, but one of them's going to the Super Bowl, so he's the next guy, so he's going to be in there. Yeah, congratulations. I think it's well-deserved. If anyone on the team should go, it should be him. Who was? Yeah, so it'll be him and D'Angelo Hall. Uh, going to, I don't know. I still think Honolulu? that London Fletcher should have gone before D'Angelo Hall, in my opinion. D'Angelo Hall had a pretty decent year, though. He increased his tackling. He um, made his more interceptions. Did get better. Yeah, he got burnt still, but he did do a lot better than he did the year before. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, but but make no no doubt. No doubt about it, as we all know, we talked about last week. He, uh, the reason he's going to the Pro Bowl is because he had those four picks against Cutler in one game. Yeah. So that's the whole reason. And the uh, the pick or the fumble recovery and touchdown against the Cowboys. Yeah. So he had a he he was much stronger in the first half, but so was the whole defense. So anyway, congratulations to Brian Arakpo for going to two Pro Bowls in two years. You can't get much better than that, unless he would have not been an alternate. Anyway, news coming out of Redskins camp is could the Redskins be moving training camp again, John? Again. Well, there's rumors that have been floating out there from uh, Alan Bruce mentioned a few days ago or maybe last week. He was talking about that they may uh, they may decide to change locations. And part of it is because they don't have that indoor facility at Ashburn <clears throat> that most teams have in the NFL. So, you know. We'll keep you posted on what's going on with that. I don't know if they'll return back to uh, Carlisle or if they'll go. I don't know. They didn't mention that. They were trying to get him in Virginia Beach, but they can't get him here now because of the UFL team taking up the sportsplex. Dude, all I know is when me and Josh went up to Carlisle back in like 2000 or 99, whenever it was, that was pretty sweet because it's like this little town and it's like every all the signs on the businesses are like, welcome Redskins and, you know, like, Welcome Redskins fans, because it's like their number one money-making weekend or weeks, couple weeks of the whole entire year, because it's this little town. And then they play in like this high school stadium, and the players are just kind of like walking around, and 
Josh really enjoyed the fact that there was a frozen custard stand right across the street, and we could go over there and get some custard and just come in and like. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, you say that like you did not enjoy it, which is not the case. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed it too, but you were really you were really pumped about it. You're like, dude, have you ever had frozen custard? That was dude, like, that custard stand must sell. I, I don't know. They probably sell more custard in that in that week or that that time period than they do all year round. I know, dude. And it was cool because um, you're just like sitting in these stand, like these high school stands, and then like Daryl Green's like hanging out ten yards away from you. And um, anyway, it was fun. So, um, and the only thing that wasn't fun is we didn't think in advance when we made our camping arrangements because uh, we were camping out, and we ended up pulling into this um, campground that I don't know what the deal was, but when we woke up. The next morning, we couldn't see where we were setting up camp because we got there so late. Because all the other campgrounds had no room in the inn for us. So, we wake up the next morning early, and I'm like, Josh, we got to get out of here. Because we look around, and there's, like, all these campers that look like they were set up for the long haul where they made, like, little yards out of that AstroTurf stuff. And <laughs> and there were so many Confederate flags and whatnot. I was like, I was like dude, let's get out of here. And then we... And then we started to hear banjos playing, and we decided it was time to go. I was like, Josh, I am not getting a shower in this place. Let's go. Seriously. <laughs> and we were wondering why when we set up our tent, like, it was all, like, gravel. And we're like, dude, it's so hard to sleep here. And it was because it was one of those RV-type places instead of, uh, like, campground for tents and whatnot. But other than that, it was a pretty sweet weekend. So I wouldn't mind if they put the training camp back in Carlisle. And we'll, and Carla, like, you guys are Redskins fans. You like to squeal like a pig. <laughs> um, stuff. Mm. And 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 yeah, Pennsylvania, Ohio. There are so many more Confederate flags up there than people think. It's mm-hmm. really really strange. I see more Confederate flags in Ohio, Ohio than Ohio. I ever have in Virginia. I can tell you that. Yeah, much. there's a lot. There, it's it's yeah, it's really strange. Anyway, any event. That's enough of that. So um. Let's see the draft picks we have this year. We've got a first, One, two, five, six, and seven. second, five, six, and seven. And this would be a good time to play a little snippet from a voicemail we got from an unidentified source because they forgot to leave their name. Hold on, hold on. Before you play that, let me let me let me uh, give a little bit more detail on the draft picks right now. Um, as of right now, the Redskins have their own first, second, fifth, sixth, and seventh picks. And it looks like they got a second, fifth round pick from New Orleans in the uh, the Jamal Brown trade, and they have a second, seventh round pick which they got from um, 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 from Indianapolis, I think, for the Justin Tryon trade. Dude, we right got a seventh for him. Playoffs. We got a seventh for Tryon. That's that is unconfirmed. <laughs> I have not seen the the. Uh, I have not seen a, a – I haven't been able to corroborate that with a second source, but as of right now, that's what it looks like. And, of course, we've bargain, lost right? our third round and fourth round picks to uh, New Orleans and Philadelphia. That's the I was trades. down in New Orleans this past week trying to negotiate to get that back, but it didn't work out. So, <laughs> um, hey, would you play the snippet? I just want to point out, if you call and leave a message on the hog line, which the number is uh, 77 Harry Hog. that's H-A-R-R-Y-H-O-G, Harry Hog. Um Leave us your name so we know who you are. Uh, this this voicemail came in. We appreciate you calling, but I, we're going to call you um, Ron Burgundy or something. 
until because we don't know your name. Know. That's kind of you like the Redskins version of John Doe, Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> so anyway, here's our voicemail from Ron Burgundy, or a snippet oh, from it, and then we'll discuss. <laughs> Hey guys, what's up? What's going on? I just wanted to know, what do you guys think is the biggest need, defense or offense, for our guys this season? Well, who wants to take hmm. this? Hmm. All of you us. Do. That's a good question all because, well, let me think. <laughs> the offense sucked, and uh, well, the defense, which was once good, sucked. I don't think it's a question. I think it's very obvious. We need a damn quarterback. Hmm. Yeah, and I wish they would not have... Hold on. I wish they would not have switched to the 3-4 because I think we'd be in a much more position to win games if they would have kept the 4-3, personally. Much better position. Because Um, we do not have the personnel... For the three four, obviously, being that we were last yes. in the league in so many defensive categories, and now we don't have we don't have draft picks to bolster the defense when our offense is so crappy. And mm-hmm. Vinny Serrato traded them all away for high priced crappy free agents. So we're kind over of in a, we're in a bad year position right now. I mean, Bruce the Allen, or Allen the Bruce, as John calls him. Um, inherited a pretty bad situation here. And putting the defense in 3-4, in my opinion, that was not a good time to do that. But I, I understand what you're saying with that. Um, I don't think there's never a good time to transition from 4-3 to 3-4. Um, pretty much every team that's done it has gone through a, uh, a time period when their defense has gone from either good or mediocre to suck a tood. And then, then they end up being pretty good on defense, whether it's Baltimore or the Steelers or, or name another team, really. So the three switching to a three four defense is always a time consuming project. It's it's something that takes a couple three years to really start reaping the benefits of because you don't have the personnel in place. I mean, Andre Carter went from being a dominant defensive end on the other mm-hmm. side across from Iraq Podo and pretty much irrelevant. I mean, Rob Jackson has better numbers than he did and he only started he only started what two games or played in two games this year maybe three Mm -hmm. so it's gonna take a while to go there but Aaron your point is well made not only do we need to get new personnel in to replace the guys who can't do three four like Hainsworth who does the offense is terrible we have a lot of needs at on on the offense that we need to fill especially the quarterback Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And we need some linemen. We need we need a big receiver. We need a new fullback because Mike Sellers isn't getting any younger. You know, so bad timing. But is there really ever a good timing to switch over? Because I think, for instance, the Steelers. I believe that they had a pretty good defense for a while, and then they switched over to the three four. And they were it was very similar to us. They were really crappy for a little bit, and now I mean, look at their defense now. <clears throat> well, here's. Here's a question, like, you know, I think it all comes back to everybody knows we've had a rocky quarterback controversy this year with all that going on. Do we feel that the Redskins need to draft a quarterback in this in this draft? Does it need to happen? Because I'm of the opinion that they need to use their first pick for uh, 
a, an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. They should take the top offensive or defensive lineman. That, I think they thing. need to get a quarterback with one of the first two picks, either the tenth pick or the forty second pick, the first or second well, round. Yeah, I'm what, here's you know what my thought. But my which thought was, I was looking at other teams' picks, and I kind of thought, what if the Redskins, because you know they're famous for trading, what if they were to trade their tenth pick for, to the um, to New England for because New Orleans, New England has a seventeenth and a thirty second pick. What if they trade their their tenth pick to New England for those picks and possibly some future picks, um, you know, in later rounds on another year even to give us two earlier picks in that forty second? I think it would help us to try to get some linemen and possibly a, a quarterback if that's what we're going to do. And maybe a nose tackle, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, it would be cool to trade yeah. down. I don't know if New England's going to do it, but yeah, I mean. All right, if you're looking at the draft and you're looking at us picking at 10, and if there's a quarterback worthy of a 10 pick, I saw some mock drafts by Hare Jr. saying that the Redskins would take Cam Newton. And I've seen reports that Cam Newton is kind of like another Vince Young. All right. So to my Kind of, but he's more like Ben Roethlisberger than Vince Young. He's a big guy. I mean, he's not as, as thick as Roethlisberger. Like, I mean, Roethlisberger's almost offensive lineman big. So what do you think about thick, Cam Newton in the 10th pick? Because uh, <laughs> I've, um, I've seen questions on his character, dude. And Oh, yeah, there's obviously questions on his character with the la- stealing of the laptop situation that got him kicked out of Florida. Yeah, I mean... Um, obviously, all the stuff this year with his dad, not quote-unquote, not knowing anything about his dad asking Ole Miss to pay... Was it Ole Miss or Mississippi State? Pay $180,000 for his stu- his son to go there. Um, so, what yeah, I'm saying is... he didn't is, know anything about that. What I'm saying is, do we want to waste or sorry risk a 10th pick to get a franchise quarterback that we've been looking for forever since I don't uh-huh. know since Sammy Ball <laughs> for um a guy that could prove to be another bust or do we trade down and get maybe two offensive linemen or an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman which are also huge needs where we don't have Damn to worry about characters and then try to patchwork the quarterback position together for another year. I mean, what do you think? I don't know. It's a question. I mean, my question I, would I, be, my my first question would be, one, okay, we, we signed that deal with Donovan McNabb midseason after the benching and all of that, and then as we got later in the season, when it became apparent that we were not going to be a playoff contender, Shanahan then put in Rex Grossman to see what he could do. My question would be, does Shanahan really do that just to look at Rex Grossman thinking we know what Donovan's got and we can keep Donovan and work with him, or is it I'm done with Donovan, let's discard him? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The glass eye is kind of an enigma, but he is the one that wanted to get Donovan in there in the first place. Or do you think it was a whole marketing thing? Because as we know, the Redskins season ticket myth has been exposed. And maybe Dan Snyder is like, we have to get a big name in here now or else we're not going to sell out these tickets this year. Let's get Donovan McNabb and shake everything up. Who cares if we win? I mean, what do you think about that um, conspiracy theory? Hmm. 
I just I don't, don't know. know. I personally don't Kirby think. I think Snyder really wants to win. See, so. You know, how much time do you want to spend talking about it? It's like let's just wait and see what they're going to do. Or, we'll, yeah, we'll, I think we'll, we'll, I don't. We'll know in about three months or whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know if there's a quarterback worthy of the ten pick in this draft right now, but uh, I think so. So let's sum up here before we go into the uh, the defensive needs for this, which is our uh, our big thing this week. Sum up here. Um, I think the number one need for the team is a quarterback. We need a quarterback. Unfortunately, I'm not sure. I'm not sold. I think Cam Newton might be the best one coming out of college this year, but I'm not sure if he's worthy of uh, taking a risk on. But I think number one number one need for the Redskins, I think, is quarterback. All right. Absolutely. John, wh- what's what about our, you guys? What is our um, second round pick? Is You said it's like 30... 42nd pick. 32nd? 42nd. Oh, 42nd. Well, what if one of the... Or how, I haven't seen like the mock drafts, really. But how are they saying those other guys, like Mallet and... Where, where are they going to fall? Luck. Luck's not going in. Um, He's not going in? Luck's staying at school. Dude, Josh, where have you been? No, I'm talking about those other guys. (laughs) That was huge news. That was before the national championship game. He was like, no, no, I'm going back to Stanford. That just shows you how much I've been traveling and (laughs) haven't paid attention. (laughs) Well, you've got that dude from uh, Arkansas, Mallet. I don't think he's good enough. They got the dude from Washington, the University of Washington. I don't think he's worth the ten pick. No, I'm not, I'm not saying a ten. On one of them no, all. I'm saying could one of those guys fall to the forty second? And if they do, would it be worth us picking them up there? I don't saying. know. I haven't. I I haven't seen a quarterback in college. And there's also that guy from I think Iowa. I can't remember his name. I haven't seen a quarterback in college this year that I think the Redskins. <sighs> And part of it, part of it is because we've had such bad luck with quarterbacks for the last three decades, almost. Um, I we need a damn quarterback, but I, if I was looking at it, I don't know who, if any of them, if I would pick any of them. Maybe in the second round, that guy from Iowa is still going to be there. I don't know. Or like Josh said, do we trade down out of that tenth, get maybe if, a later yeah, first can... round and another second round or something, and then maybe one of those not quite top tier guys yeah. would be down there and maybe it would be worth I like it. that idea uh, Josh I like that idea it would be in, it's going to be interesting to see if that's what the Redskins do because that would be the wise thing is to get some more trade that 10 pick and get some more picks later in the first maybe more picks in the second mm-hmm. maybe or even more the picks third. for future or more picks for future years the reason um you know I was like I brought up uh, the Patriots because it looked like they've got a number of picks this year and what are their real they needs? always do they always have a number of picks. You know why? Because they treat draft picks like gold, and they don't waste them mm-hmm. on high-name free agents. When a dude they, at the Patriots starts to slack, or even before he starts to decline his trade value, that's when they trade him to get picks because they're smart. Yep. Right. They don't wait yep. till a dude like Hainsworth proves to be a bust before they try to trade him. They trade him while he's <laughs> kind of at the top of his game and get some picks. That's what they yeah. do. Seymour, and that's Seymour is a great example of that. So... And any of those receivers, like, uh, what's-his-face, um, Dion Branch, who made a little bit of a comeback, but remember they traded him off. They traded us, what's-his-face, um, who was that receiver we had for a few years? Patton. Patton. And that wasn't a trade. That was free agency. Oh, was it? Well, never mind. But, yeah, yeah, your point. They traded Dion Branch, I think, for a number one pick. Yeah. And Richard Seymour, they got the Raiders' number one pick. Al Davis. <laughs> God bless Al Davis. 
I feel bad for those Raiders fans, but he is fantastic. I, I, I hope he just stays there and ruins that team for another 20 years because his press conferences are golden. <laughs> anyway, back to Josh's point on the um, if we need an offensive lineman as our greatest need. Um, before the last few weeks of the season, I would be like, heck yeah, our offensive line's horrible. But then they put these scrubs in and they started to play well together. So I'm almost yeah. to the point where are these scrubs really playing well together or is it a mirage? And if they are playing well together, does that open us up draft picks at other positions? I don't know. It's kind I, of risky. I still I think we need depth. I still don't think that the offensive line is a solid unit. I think that they have to uh, draft one, at least one more. I think they should draft one more quality offensive lineman and look. To I the think draft. we need to start. I think, yeah, playing off of what you're saying there, Josh. I think we we definitely need we need super depth, and we need people to start picking up. Uh, we need people who are going to take over for, for instance, Robach at center. For you know, we need yeah. we need depth because our first backup, our backups right now are, are like Stefan Heyer and Derek Dockery. And De- right. Derek, all right, Stefan Heyer is going to get cut, hopefully. But Derek Dockery, he's, he's a free agent, so he's gone. Derek Dockery, you think we can get a pick for him? Because I think we could. I think we need to because obviously Glass Eye doesn't like him. <laughs> yeah. Because he's too big. That's see. This is what I've been afraid of with Shanahan. Just a little sidebar here. He wants those damn fast, quick, nimble offensive linemen, and I think that's just going to crush us in December. And if we're lucky, make the playoffs. I think that's just going to be a real detriment when we play teams in the snow in December, in the freezing cold in Philadelphia, in New York. I've been worried about this ever since we got Shanahan. He likes these small, athletic guys, and I, I, it's hard for them to go up against these big, massive offensive lines of the other teams in the NFC East. His his game plan is his offensive line is more of an indoor offensive line, I think. Yeah, but he's from well, Denver. You, know, you would think it wouldn't be the case. I mean, after being in Denver for so long, where it's cold and snowy, you'd but, think. I don't know, that, but that's just me coming from being an NFC East East Coast biased kind of guy when it comes to you know I like the big massive offensive lines that could just pound the living daylights out of you in the fourth quarter. But to sum up the season though, I can't really blame him or Allen the Bruce because this team was decimated, and they at least made long before fifty yeah. percent more victories than last year. I'm surprised they were able to find as many gems as they did with like Anthony Armstrong, Brandon Banks, Will Montgomery who was uh, barely holding on back up for a couple of years, you know. And they gave those guys shots, too. They did, weren't just like, well, Dockery, you know, uh, you know, they weren't just like, well, he just got a big contract and we got him back, so he's obviously playing. They let these guys, the cool thing about them is they let these guys play no matter where they come from. They're like, well, right, this scrub just walked off the street, and you know what? He's playing better than you, so he's playing. I don't care where you came from. So that's kind of cool. It should be. And that, which it, is what's not happened in the past. And so which is what's awesome. going to be needed to build this team. We have to find those diamonds in the rough because we don't have any picks, thanks to Serato, and we don't have any trade value anywhere. Right. And a little bit of that comes on Allen the Bruce with, well, not Hainsworth, but with uh, losing a couple picks to the Eagles for McNabb. But only a little teeny bit. Everyone has. Everyone gets a. Uh, everyone has ups and downs. I mean, even Bobby Brethren made some bad choices back in the day. So we can't really blame him too much. So anyway, Mike was quarterback. Josh, you said offensive lineman or defensive lineman or both. Both. I think we need both. Both. 
It depends Eric? on what our scheme is going to be, if it's going to continue to be a 3-4. I don't know, you know? It's oh, going it's to continue, continue to be a 3-4. Three, four. Four. That's not even a question, I yeah. don't think. Right. Um, They're not going to change now. Well, yeah, I would say um, quarterback, because even on the defensive line, without Hainsworth in there and with crappy Kumiatu, that big dude they put in at the end of the year actually held up pretty decently. I mean, I'm not saying that he's the answer, but... He was big. That would... What, what I'm that trying to big. yeah, what I'm trying to get at is with, with him coming in there and playing decent, it shifts me to say yes. The greatest need is quarterback. Even though I know Josh loves um, Rex Grossman and thinks he should be the starter in this team. God, why did you even say his name? <laughs> See, now you're getting me pissed <laughs> off. I think it's time. Well, you know, normal. Do not we're supposed to be going that. into the uh, defensive needs like we went into the offensive needs last week, but. Uh, I think we're at the halfway point already. And hold on, dude. We can't have half of a podcast without hearing this. <laughs> so there you go. Well, I think I think that was very appropriate to stick that right after you had to mention Sexy Rexy. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's take a break and come back. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's take a break, yeah. and when we come back, we'll go into the, the uh, defensive needs. <laughs> You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade, and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757-259-9377. Yo, yo. I was thinking that David Lee should just go hang out on Bourbon Street at Mardi Gras. He'd probably pick up a lot of uh, business. <laughs> Josh. Yeah. I can barely hear you. Did you back away from your mic? No. Oh, maybe the music was just up too loud. All right, yeah. Anyway, we're back. Uh, David Lee. Yes, could probably make some business if he was, uh, if he passed the bar in Louisiana. In the great state of Louisiana. Anyway, um, all right, back, we're back. We're going to talk about the defensive needs and free agents. First, we'll start with the free agents. Then we'll, that'll kind of naturally lead into the needs for the team. 
So, John, you want to run? We have a lot of lot of defensive free agents. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, he's just getting back? Sorry. John, we were just talking about how... um... Sorry, I had a second cup of coffee this morning. Oh, okay. We were just talking about how you're about to run down the free agents for the defense. That's right, the defensive free agents. Um, Have a seat. We're going to stay here for a while. Free agents on defense. (laughs) Keter Golston. Vonnie Holiday. Uh, Maaki Kimo Iatu. Cut. Philip Daniels. You did a nice job saying that name. That's tough. <laughs> Rocky McIntosh, Carlos Rogers, Philip Buchanan, and Andre Carter's in an option year. Um, but I don't think he's going to be back. And I'll start with Andre did Carter. Say, did you say Andre Carter is an auctioneer? He's an auction. And sold. <laughs> sold. Sold to the 49ers for two draft picks. So uh, when Andre Carter was with the 49ers, he left there when they transitioned to a 3-4 because things were working out for him. So I have a feeling Andre Carter is going to be going elsewhere this year because he, he is really much better suited for a 4-3. So yeah, I would have to there's, agree. There's no, he's doubt, be gone. there's no doubt he's athletic and he has talent. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Class guy. But whenever they yep. put him in coverage, he looks out of place. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. As does a lot of defensive Ends, but he's just not a linebacker. Do you? Slash linebacker. It's kind of like watching. It's kind of like watching a NASCAR race when they put him on the road course. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> That's a good analogy. That is a, that good, is a analogy. good analogy. Nice. So but, yeah, those are all of our free agents on defense. So Aaron, you want to get us started position by position? Um. Oh, you mean breaking down the D? Yes. We need some music for this. Let me what just do it. Dan, dan, dan. Breaking down the D. Breaking it down. Wicky, All right. Wicky. Here we go. Let's start at the front, in the middle, the nose tackle position. <laughs> um, everyone knows we have Hainsworth, who is probably not. Worthless. Well, first of all, he refuses to play the position, even though he's getting paid more than pretty much any American to do their job. <laughs> and, but that doesn't make him a slave, according to him. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean he has to do what they tell him. Just to do because you have a contract with me to do a job, doesn't mean mm-hmm. I'm a slave and have to do that job. Well, kind of. If you have a contract that you can walk out on at any time and return the money, then no, you're not a slave. But if you say you're going to do it, then um, you need to do it. What a moron. Anyway. Where was I? Oh, yeah. The nose tackle position. We have him. We have uh, Kimiatu, um, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think he's coming back at all. And we have Bryant, the big dude. The guy who owns the CC's buffet. Who stepped in (laughs) and played pretty decent in those last two, three games. But, yeah, I think we needed a nose tackle, and that would be a good... um, person to look around the um free agency for yeah i think that bryant dude is going to be a uh, a very very solid very solid scout <laughs> backup man he's huge but uh we definitely need we need a starter at that position and it just it just sucks that hainsworth's such a jack and won't play that's all he had to do was play because when he does he's a game changer but you know what whatever 
and we need to get something for Hainsworth, see what we can get for him, because um, he pretty much not only sucked, took a lot of money, but he decreased his own trade value by being a punk, as yeah. indicated on his shirt that he wore to the locker room. On his last day when he went to clean out his locker, yeah. So, a, all right. There's a handful of nose tackles uh, that are entering the draft. That, there that are. There are, yeah. I, I agree. Um, They're not proven know. at the NFL level, though. A lot of them look no. small. I mean, we need it's three four. You need a large nose tackle. You know, there's 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 defensive linemen coming out, but like like that dude Fairley from Auburn is dude. He's like a defensive end. That's what end, I was gonna though. say. Yeah. yeah, like Nick Fairley, man. I mean, he's like he's uh, a defensive he's end like though. Six. He's a pass rusher. He's six four, six four, three fifteen. He runs a four point nine, forty. See, I've seen that. I've seen him ranged at three hundred pounds and six foot four, six foot five. So I guess yeah. there's there's a, I guess it depends on which school or whatever there or whichever uh, person is weighing him at the day. I guess it depends on if he's been to CC's or not before and after the weigh in. Yeah, and if he's. I don't know. I was reading about him. They're talking about how he's good against the double team and, you know. I think that strength. guy. That guy, well, one, that guy, character issues, again, because you just kind of kind of think about that with the SEC in general. <laughs> but he's a, he's a beast, as we've seen this year, especially in the uh, in the title game, the the, the game against uh, uh, Oregon. Now, Those guys, said, Ducks. He's, he's got another year. He's got another year in school. So, you know, is he entering the draft? That's, that's a question, they, too. Didn't they already have to yeah. declare, John, if they were entering or not? I think they had to declare by yesterday. Oh, did, did he declare? No, I believe he did. No, he did. He de- he declared last week. He declared. Dude, well, I declared. Friday. I declared. I'm not kidding. I can see that guy going in like at least a top ten, if not a top five pick. Yeah, I agree. Well, I agree 100%. If the Redskins think he's the answer, then maybe they could get him with that ten and then get a quarterback later. Who knows? So that's, that still would not fill our need at nose tackle. This guy is not going to be big enough to play the nose. Oh, I thought you said four. he was a nose tackle. He's not? He's a pass rusher. All right, disclaimer to you guys. i got to leave the college um, draft analysis up to you guys because, quite frankly, I haven't been able to watch too much college football. It's bad enough trying to stake my claim don't, all the time to watch dude, the Redskins games around here. Dude, don't worry. Um, Hare Jr. will give you all sorts of information I'm sure. on ESPN. I'm sure he will. But 99% of it is going to be incorrect. I'll take that with a grain of salt and have to, you know, listen to you guys for the draft analysis. All right, this is an interesting guy talking about. Let's 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 touch on this real quick, and I think we need to move on to the next position because we are running a little long here. Um, there's a dude from Baylor, and I don't know if you guys saw the uh, bowl game that Baylor was in. I can't eat Poulan Weed Eater Citibank. <laughs> Poulan you know, Weed Eater. <laughs> some kind of bowl, whatever the hell bowl they were in. This dude, tipping, guy, he's in college, and he's already tipping at 350. And they're thinking that he might be available when the Redskins get to pick 42. So that's a guy. His name is Phil Taylor, which For sounds like time? someone. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's someone that uh, his name's Phil Taylor. He sounds like someone who would walk up with like you know an apron and a pocket protector at Ace Hardware, but he is about the exact opposite of that. This guy is a monster. So, how big it could be? 
350. That's what we need. Dude, we need That's what we need. We need a big toilet clogger in the middle, dude. <laughs> dude, I was looking Yeah, but I was looking at that guy and um I don't know, man. He he seems like he stands up too a little too much some, sometimes because I, I was actually checking out there were some YouTube videos showing him. He, he gets like knocked he off the ball, right yeah. I, I and, think he's a prospect um, or a project, a little bit of a project, well, but he could be interesting. He, he could be taught. He is 350 Maybe. pounds. He's 350 pounds, but, like, they were saying his weight had gotten up to, like, 385 at times. And, like, he has a hard time controlling his weight. And I just don't know. I mean, I wonder, is that going to put, you know, put a lot on his knees and everything else? Is it going to be a problem for him? Dudes, um, dudes, I just came up with the answer. We need to take injured reserve player Mike Williams – who's tipping at like 380 and convert him from offensive line because there's no way a 380-pound man is going to play the O-line for Mike Shanahan and make him a nose tackle. I don't know. That <laughs> we got Mike him on Shanahan's, the contract. Dude, but Mike Shanahan liked work. Mike Williams before he yeah. got injured. Dude, he takes up two offensive lineman spots in a Shanahan offensive line. And I'd forgotten about him. <laughs> not, not to stay on this, but what about that dude from Illinois? I mean, he could be a... a which one is that? You know, um, what's his name? Corey Corey Leggett or Lugit or how, I don't know how you say his last name. Lugie? But but he's a tackle. But they say that he can play in a three four. He can play the uh, nose tackle spot pretty well. Um, hmm. I don't know. Has he played nose tackle? Because I would think that Hainsworth, who is supposed to be the best at his game at tackle, would be able to Basically, slide over here, three I inches. Looking at, I'm looking him up now, and it says. He consistently gets good pressure up the middle from both the nose and the three technique. Okay. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not an NFL scout. I don't have time to look at, like, hundreds of players from hundreds of college teams. So, I, like I said, rely on you guys and Hair reading team. other people's analysis. I'm not going to pretend <laughs> that I've, like, looked at every single one of these dudes and yeah, can give no you a lie. scouting report. But, yeah, we definitely need a nose tackle. I'll say that, and it could be addressed in the draft. So could be, could be. Take a look at some of these guys, and if you guys have more time to analyze the draft prospects, send us in your thoughts at RedskinsFan at HarryHogFootball.com and let us know, and we'll yeah. definitely check it out and talk about it. Cause, or, cause or just like call Aaron, us and leave us a message at 77 yeah. Harry Hog. Because like Aaron said, I mean, Josh, well, yeah, I know for, my, for a fact for me that I watched – I watched every bowl game, I think, but two. So I did get to see a little bit of a lot of these guys out there. But, uh, yeah, actually sitting down and running tape and stuff like that, we'll leave that to uh, we'll leave that to the real experts. <laughs> now, who's this dude that – Hold on. YouTube. One thing, I had it on ESPN the other day. Who's this dude from that used to play at North Carolina that got kicked out and was playing in the East-West Shrine game? Defensive player. That one that was uh, – oh, I can't remember his name. They're talking about him saying he'd be a second, and he's trying to get his stock up to the first, but I don't know. Anyway, I don't Character even Character issues again. Character issues. So he's probably a cowboy. Anyway, um, all right, moving. Chapel Hill. All right, we started out at nose tackle. Let's uh, jump outside to the um, defensive end position. That was Marvin Austin, right? Was it Marvin Austin? I can't remember. So many guys yeah, got in trouble was. at UNC this last year. I can't remember which one's which. It was, Josh. It was. I'm pretty sure it's Marvin Austin. Anyway, um, anyway, so to Aaron's favorite uh, wide receiver, who Terrence? <laughs> 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 All right, 
Moving on to the end position. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, Vonnie Holiday was all right as end. Philip Daniels was all right as an end. Both those guys are free agents. Philip Daniels is so old. I think we need old. to bring Philip Daniels. Uh, yeah, great guy, but man, he just he gets injured and, and he can't finish out every year. I think we've got something good with Rob Jackson. I, that's somebody I've been talking about for on and off. Oh yeah, he's someone that's he is good. That's been, he's one of those diamonds in the rough that we need. One of those seventh round picks that just kept sticking around. He stuck around through the Serato four three, and now he's these. I mean, he's someone who showed showed more in three games than Andre Carter was able to do. Not to keep dogging on him because it's not really his fault. But I mean, Rob Jackson really seems to be suited to the defensive end position in a three four, and that might just be the guy between him and maybe uh, the one man gang spelling Arakpo on the or not spelling, but helping out Arakpo on the other side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although I can say Vonnie Holiday really kind of Vonnie Holiday kind of stepped up late in the season. Yeah, and also he the reason we saw more of him was because Kedrick Goldston ended up going going down um, mm-hmm. permanently for the late in the season. So that was another reason we got more Vonnie Holiday and Rob Jackson in there. Um, Kedrick Goldston's been a solid defensive lineman for the Redskins ever since he's been drafted. He beat out that Montgomery dude who was drafted ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, consistently, and then Montgomery ended up getting cut. Um, but, I mean, Golston, he's nothing but a backup. Yeah, yeah I definitely think I they'll re-sign Golston and Holiday, but we need to definitely um, address that position. <laughs> I mean, all right, let's, <laughs> let's skip, scoot out to outside linebacker. Um, which which already is talked- kind of... Yeah, and, and and with outside with the out, the linebackers, it's kind of a the line outside linebackers. We're kind of it's you kind of have to discuss them and defensive end in the same vein. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. scooting out there though, we know Arakpo. He's we're solid over there, um, and we've already Eight talked and about sacks. Andre Carter. So yes, um, out we could look at some linebackers in the draft. I mean. We need to look at like a half dozen linebackers out there. Yeah. Rocky McIntosh is well talking. I guess a little bit more inside discussing the whole core. We know we got London Fletcher. Um, Rocky McIntosh has been good, but I don't know if he's really suited for this as well. And it's unfortunate. Like he's someone that we might be able to get some value for if we traded him. Still at this point, maybe. Yeah. So I mean. HB Blades, though, I mean, we need, we need, we need like half a dozen linebackers. So we need six linebackers in the draft. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, let's move out to the, uh, I guess, the secondary on the corners. Yeah. We've got yeah. um, D'Angelo corners. Hall, who's apparently a pro bowler. And we've got um, yeah. Carlos Rogers, who's a free agent, and he's probably going to want yeah. too much money. I think he'll yeah. be, I think Carlos Rogers will be gone, personally. If someone gives him a better offer. Or maybe not. He might just want to get out get a change of scenery. Yeah. And a new gloves deal. But apparently some dude from uh, the Bleacher Report writing as a Lions fan thinks that Carlos Rogers is a uh, a better cornerback than Darrell Revis and uh, Asamoah or Asamuga, Asamoah from who just is getting – who is a possibility of the Redskins bringing in because he has a better passes defended – uh, ratio right. than those two do because he doesn't understand that those guys never get thrown on. Yeah, what an unfortunate <laughs> name, though. Which is why we don't understand why the Bleacher Report exists. It, it <laughs> exists for people like that to be out there and be like, Carlos Rogers has been a solid 
you know, and he's someone that we should bring in at cornerback. He's been a solid player, man. I mean, look at his numbers. This, his passes defended ratio is better than these guys. Oh, and the dude also said that he never gets burnt for touchdowns. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I had to, I, I had to close the article at that point. I could create like an hour long clip and put it on YouTube showing him otherwise. So anyway, all right, we all know how we feel about Carlos, and he does have moments backup, where he though. plays very well. But he's yeah. been decent in coverage this year. I do have to say that. But but either but. because of his own um, false sense of value or whatever, I don't think he's going to be back next year. And the other positions at cornerback, we have um, Philip Buchanan, who is okay. But we we need another cornerback too, dude. We need cornerbacks, because <laughs> yeah. um, and that Barnes dude, like we've we've been talking about this a lot over the last month. He is a cornerback, but he needs to play safety. Yeah, to which point, I think that safety is probably the most solid position on the defense if he plays safety, because we've got Leron Landry and between him and Kareem Moore. And, uh, I'm not so sold on Kareem Moore. And Reed Dowdy, I forgot to add him to the free agent list, but uh, he could be gone as well. They may not bring him back, but I think he's a solid backup. Yeah. So does that round out the defense then, or did we forget someone? I don't. I think that pretty much rounds it out. Pretty much, we need a whole lot of we need a whole lot of a lot on defense. Yeah, we need a whole lot of a lot three, everywhere. Three, four changes. The whole team. Too bad we only have what five, six picks. Right now we have allegedly we have seven picks, but we don't have we only have a one and a two, and then the next pick mm-hmm. is until the fifth round. So that's what I think is really going to hurt us. Yeah. Anyway. In any event, I guess do we want to go into the um, the kicks and games for the season? Uh, I think we save. Why don't we save that since we're running again, along? Save it. <laughs> I think we need to postpone that for the second week in a row. Yeah, we did that last week, Josh, because you weren't here. So we were like, "Well, let's save that because we want to make sure right. Josh gets to tell us, you know, when he's." We wanted you to be here to explain exactly why you were giving your game ball to uh, Stefan Heyer. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that next week. Just a few little short <laughs> things, real quick. Um, this was interesting. Dip Dip Jerry Jones is charging two hundred dollars to watch the Super Bowl from the parking lot, and this is pretty weak. Each ticket counts towards. The attendance record for the Super Bowl, which Jerry Jones uh-huh. is trying to get since his team's not playing in it. He's trying what? to at least get something. And the NFL has said it, if if they pay to come into the parking lot and watch the game on big screens, that, that everyone that pays to come in and just watch the big screens in the parking lot, they will count towards attendance for the uh, Super Bowl this year. What, I mean, what schmuck is going to do that? Seriously. Dude, Dallas. Dude, there's a lot of schmucks out there in Texas. There's a lot of people in Dallas that are going to do that. I bet you. Be like, man, I was, and then they'll be able to always say for the rest of their lives, "Man, I was at the Super Bowl." Yeah. <laughs> in a parking lot. What if you bring your own TV and you're just there to park? You I think you still have to pay two hundred dollars to get through the gate. No way. <laughs> to park in the parking lot. Yeah, it's two hundred dollars to park in the parking lot. It's a $200 ticket to get into the parking lot and watch the uh, big screen. So basically, is everyone that has tickets to the actual game exempt from paying the $200 to get in the parking lot, or do they have to pay that also? No, that's, that's, that's a completely different charge. Oh, okay. What they're paying – with the 200 – the tickets, it's a $200 ticket, and that gets you into the parking lot, and that's it. And you're allowed to watch screens that they set up. I mean, are we the, talking 
big, big screens, or are they just going to set up a few, you know? No, I think they're like pretty huge. <laughs> they're already on the outside of the stadium, and I think they're pretty giant. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. they're built in on there already. So, yeah, Down it's pretty front. weak that they're Down doing that front. and letting him. <laughs> it's pretty weak they're letting Jerry Jones do that to try to get the uh, attendance record, but, you know, whatever. I'm sure that Danny would have tried to do the same damn thing if we had a, a Super Bowl at our stadium. Yeah. Well, his his Dallas players need to earn their keep. He needs to put them out there walking around selling like nachos and crap. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like those dudes that walk up and be like, "Yo, you want to buy a t-shirt? You want to buy a hat?" All yeah. like non-licensed. It'll be it'll be what's that dude that they got that that was a that wide receiver, Des Bryant, that got in trouble because he thought he he got in trouble because he thought he would get in trouble for hanging out with Deion Sanders, so he lied about it. <laughs> I can see like. Tony Roma's walking around with like one of those huge bags of pink cotton candy or something. And that big schmuck new, grin on his on face. On the stick that they hold like way up high. And he's Dallas like, blue cotton candy on a stick. And he's got his newsboys hat on with a little Dallas star <laughs> embroidered on it. It's embroidered on the back, but it's on the front because right. he keeps his hat turned around backwards. Or either that or his other favorite, the hat with a D on the front. For, for dumb. Well, dudes, let's, let's blow through some uh, hog slop. Dude, we need a sound effect. This is a new thing we're throwing on here, which is something. We it needs do. to be. It needs to be like something. Be like, uh, since, uh, All right, I'll get yeah, some yeah. hog sound effects. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, we need to do something like that. Anyway, um, Danny Smith uh, snubbed his nose to the Broncos gig. I think it was for the same position, so it was same position. Kind of been a lateral move anyway. But anyway, um, all right. And I like Danny Smith a lot, so I'm glad he did do that. He's the smart guy. Josh's dog, Gus Ferrat. Actually, Gus Laura Wigginton, my uh, college roommate, shout out to her. Her favorite player of all times, Gus Ferrat, is now coaching high school football <laughs> at the John Burrow School in St. Louis, of all places. Well, there Maybe you go. if we go to that Rams game, we can go visit old Gus next year. Yeah. Go see one of his practices, maybe get an interview with him. That's right. John Burrow School. I'm surprised he can even remember actually playing for the Redskins the way he ran into that wall. Sounds kind of like a, you know, up and up prep school, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I think I think so. Yeah. Um, next one on there, Hugh Jackson, who was the running backs coach oh one oh two and the defensive coordinator oh three, is now the new head coach of the Oakland the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> so um, Hugh Jackman. Congratulations. I feel very sorry for him. Congratulations to who though? Yeah, he's an Aussie, right? Aussie. Hugh Jackman. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Not Hugh um, Jackman, Hugh Jackson. And so Hugh Jackson is also bringing Al Saunders along with him to be the new offensive coordinator, which was his old uh, his old title. Reunited again. Yep. So Jason Campbell is is uh, he was there with Al Saunders, right? Yeah. He's yep. reunited yep. with Al Saunders. And this Jason was an interesting Campbell. little tidbit. Um, Chad Ochocinco wants to race. Um, Anthony Armstrong, Anthony Armstrong and Brandon Banks in a relay where they get to pass the baton, supposedly. And he does Yeah, that. yeah. Which I think they were thinking about doing it as a charity event or something what? of that ilk. Wait, wait, wait. He wants to race with them or against, against them? Against them. But quite frankly, I think race either one them. of those dudes would pretty much destroy Ocho Cinco, but if they had to pass the baton, they probably would not because they'd lose time doing so. Wait, wait, I would want to see Brandon that, that, Banks race him. Little, little teeny Brandon Banks with its legs moving so fast so you can't see him. 
Yeah, I'd seriously, like... dude. So wait, Ocho Cinco wants to race on his own against the two of them passing up a time. Yeah, that's it. Well, uh, yeah, apparently he wanted to race Anthony Armstrong, but then it kind of morphed into a. I'll race Brandon Banks too. As a matter of fact, I'll let them like pass a baton and go half and half. Yeah. So anyway, he has his own iPhone app now. You know, Ocho Cinco. Well, anyway, I'd be interested to seeing that race on YouTube. I'm not going to pay for it. <laughs> I'm not going to pay for it. So I think that about wraps last up. bit of a hog slap. Um, no, there's just that, that last one. Uh, yep. What was it? Albert Hainsworth. Another another talk about him. A lot of talk about him going possibly to the Eagles, and he actually came out this past week. We thought it was a bunch of rumors, but then we found where he actually said um, – the deal is Jim Washburn from Tennessee, who was the defensive line coach, has gone to Philadelphia. And uh, Hainsworth came out this week and said, I owe Coach Wash pretty much everything. If my deal was $100 million or whatever, then Washburn deserves $90 million. I have the talent. He taught me how to let it loose. <laughs> well, he and has you know the what would suck is he'd probably go there and be really good. Yeah, well, so, you know, my thought is, didn't we pay him like $100 million? He should give 90 to Coach Washburn if he's going to say it. You know, stand behind what you say. And here's what I have to say. Why don't you give that $100 million or the $90 million to Coach Washburn and then sit on the bench because you're under contract, dude. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They can just inactivate him for the entire season if yeah, they want. I'd rather do that than have the Eagles play him. Yep. So Absolutely. anyway, um, I think that pretty much about wraps it up for this week. Um, we yeah. still need to find uh, Simon, the winner of the Fantasy Football League's address. So, uh, dude, send us your address so we can send you your uh, your bounty. Your hair, your your bounty from uh, winning Fantasy Football, Harry Hog Fantasy Football. Um, Shout out to Ron Burgundy who sent us the uh, voicemail. Um, I think it needs to be John Burgundy. John Burgundy. Send us your name. Send John us Burgundy your name, for man. us. Um, shout out to Studhorst. Um and uh, David and Callie. Callie Skins guy. Callie Skins guy. Skins dude. guy. They're one and the same. He sent us an email to make sure we knew that. And I did yes, not sir. realize. But, yeah. Thanks, dude. And, Follow us on Twitter at Harry Hogg. Uh, we didn't get to David Lee's legal report again, so we'll have to push that off till next week, I guess. <laughs> but thanks to David Lee for uh, sponsoring us once again. Um. If you'd like to uh, sponsor an episode of Harry Hawk Football, you can do so by going to the website, harryhawkfootball.com. Down on the left-hand side uh, is a donate button. You click that donate. Donate any amount you want, a dollar, five dollars. Helps keep us on the air, pay for our bandwidth, all that other good stuff. So. And we appreciate it. And you get a, and you get a shout-out, a, a sponsorship shout-out during the podcast. Yep. Like Cal Skins guy got. And remember, as you're watching the NFC Championship game this week, we beat both of those scrub teams. Make sure you point that out when people point out how bad the Redskins are. That's right. And, of course, if you see a Dallas Cowboys fan this week, or you see Tony Romo walking around outside the stadium selling cotton candy at the Super Bowl, popcorn. Joker! Joker! Popcorn. Cotton candy. Cheesy grin. Jessica Simpson. On a shtick. Just Joker.